Pathway Studios in Johnston proper. You are live from the past. Studios here in Johnston proper. Yes. And how? Playing the role of Mike Foost. Hubba hubba. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Say something. I don't know. Mike says. Oh, Nathaniel's the Mike Foost. Somebody. We together. We're teaming up to say irrelevant things. Oh. Oh. Ouch. Oh, what's wrong? I got a boogie. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like something Mike would say. Okay, you're listening to Live from the Bath. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, this evening. I, okay, so the big big item on the docket. Uh, Nathaniel, what did you get in the mail? The time is here. The time has arrived. Biblical protein. This was circa a number of weeks ago. We found uh, a company. What was the company's name? Do you remember? It was called Biblical Protein. Oh, okay, Biblical Protein. Yep. And they were selling John the Baptist... Locust and honey. Yeah. Well, they had the, the they claimed that they had the bars, these protein bars, where the protein source came from uh, locusts, and the sweetness to the bar came from the honey. Okay. I went on the website. They were fresh out. They oh. were all sold out of Israeli honey and locusts. Oh, they, you couldn't buy the bar. Yeah, the bar was, was all out. So, but they did have the jars of uh, of just fresh locusts. And uh, honey. So I picked up that, and they sent it on over, and now uh, we're ready to do a little taste test here, a live taste test. Okay. Man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll Dan's see. not sure he's going to do it. We'll see. Dan, what's the what's the most dicey thing you've ever eaten? Hmm. I mean, uh, in Zimbabwe, I've eaten things, and in China, I've eaten things. I don't even know what they were. So I, <laughs> I, you know, I seem to have survived it. Right. But so I can't even tell you. I mean, I just know there were floaty things and men had. Fish things mm. and in China, and it can't be named. But it, I mean, I just don't know. I just yeah, I, it was like in some very remote area, and people just ate whatever was there. Hmm. Okay. And like in in Zimbabwe, it was actually kind of like a tourist place, so it was like exotic stuff. But it was all the all the animals that you think about that you think, oh, who would eat that? And it's like, well, right. they, they serve it. Oh and, yeah, and you get to pay for it and eat it like like a zebra. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, I'm impressed you, you called so, it a zebra. That's uh, authentic. It, it looks like zebra, so I feel like zebra. That's how they really say it. Real I think it's funny when we say zebra. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I've nailed it. You are I legitimately. Even, I thought I was just dumbing up my kids intentionally, no, but no, no you're a, you're an African American. Okay, they're they're ahead. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. Did you oh, eat anything dicey when you were in the Philippines? Yeah. Yeah, I had. Uh, I feel like we, we may have talked about this on the show before, but I had two things. They, they tried to get me to eat that. Um, the egg. Uh, what was oh, it? Oh, with the chicken in it? Half a chicken? Yes, yeah, the half a chicken Developed egg. Half chi- the balut, balut. Uh, so I think Buva did oh, eat it. And yeah. so, um, and but it, they said, you should try this. And I said, okay, I mean, I don't know. I'm probably not going to try this. And they said, no, we'll go down to this gas station and, and get it for you. I said, no, I'm out. <laughs> I feel like if this is the oh. equivalent of oh. the roller dogs at the quick trip, is this this un unmatured yeah. chicken egg. I'm not doing it. 
I'm not going to do it. No, no. No. So they they gave me an alternative. I said, look, give me something else. What's the next thing down on the list? And they said, seasick. And I said, okay, what's that? And they said, it's it's pig's cheek. Like jowl? Yeah. Or like sausage. Sure. It's effectively sausage. But they just said it's specifically from the cheek of the pig. And I said, okay, well, I mean, this, yeah. I ate some stuff like that in Louisiana that were parts of pigs that I'm like, they could tell me. I'm like, don't tell me what this is. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, but it's just say sausage and then we're fine. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's what I I had that, and that was delicious. It was, in fact, I had, I had a pig's, I ate pig's face in a Korean karaoke bar at seven o'clock in the morning in the Philippines. That was that's the combination of the story. Like because the the we worked overnight um, with these folks, and so if they were going to go, you know, hang out or something after work, it would be like six seven in the morning, and they loved karaoke. But like, it's not like the whole place. Uh, like you go to a bar and then everybody's in one room doing karaoke. You rent like your own individual room. Oh. And so it was just us. There's probably 12 of us and we got our own room and then you could cycle through the cycle through the tunes and there was a microphone in there so someone could get in, get in on it. And then there was probably 12, 15 different rooms in this place that people would rent out and they would do kind huh. of their individual karaoke. So they're not as vain as we are here in America. We want everybody to hear our voice because I might be a star. That's you, right. You need to hear this. <laughs> Only among your friend group or awkward <laughs> office uh, compatriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they, they were under the impression that like I loved Justin Bieber. Because I was from the United States, and so well, they, right? They, I mean, they nailed it, and so they brought up like multiple times. They tried to get me to do this, and they brought up this Justin Bieber medley with three songs of Justin Bieber's, and I eventually said yes. And somewhere on Filipino YouTube is me singing the Justin Bieber medley. Oh man! And uh, yeah, there's got to be a way to find, find that, that over here, isn't there? I, yeah, I I kind of looked because I thought uh, now I'm not sure what they tagged it or maybe it's just a private. Video, who knows? But mm-hmm. I know the guy was filming. I saw, I know I saw him post it. <laughs> I mean, did they did they pronounce your name correctly or did maybe they did they phonetically spell it wrong or something? Mm, I think they would have got it right because I think my name was on a bunch of stuff. I was tra- yeah, I was okay. teaching that, there, and so I think they saw it. Or you're right. Might have said it wrong. That's true. But they would have spelled it right. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, Nathaniel. So prior to whatever's going to happen today, what's the diciest thing you've ever eaten? I think maybe some sushi from a gas station. <sighs> yeah. Like a like a high V fast and fresh. No, like a uh, like a a break time. Oh. Uh, if they're okay. uh, they're like a side of the road uh, style joint. Yeah. Uh, in Missouri. <sighs> Oh, that reminds me. Yeah, side of the road reminds me of some stuff I had in China too. That were like squid and and stuff that and other sea creatures. Yeah, yeah. Mm. they're kind of like the. I was ca- younger then. I don't know because they have. <laughs> I was a younger well man in Missouri, but like it's a bit. It's a pretty big chain. They're just not like a great gas station. They're like a come and go. There we go. That's okay. more like it. I wouldn't buy sushi from a come and go. I'd get it from like the High V Fast and Fresh because like you get it at the High V, and I yeah. feel like it's probably the same food. No way. You wouldn't do it. Yeah. No, okay. well, well, I did. I did it, and I regretted it. Okay. Did, I mean, did it produce results that were evidence of regret? Yes. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Okay. Uh, okay, so that so that's the that's the worst. The question will then be, is this locust and honey hit up that will it top at it? that level? Okay, so we're going to hold. We're going to do that second. Okay. We're going to do that second. Right. Keep it capped. Uh, I've never gotten sick from any of that stuff I've eaten, though. Something. I don't think I have either. Really? Yeah, I just eat stuff and go, okay. <laughs> okay. Regrets? <laughs> no. <laughs> I got really sick one time from eating an enormous burrito from Burger King. And uh, 
I, I don't think I've been back to a Burger King. No, that's not true. I had uh, breakfast with you one time. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I have not I've not frequented a Burger King since then because of that situation. Yeah, it was it was bad. Mm. I, I had uh, the original chicken sandwich from the Burger King once, uh, and then I was on my way. Uh, Mike and I were were in a car with our with our mom and younger brother, and we're on our way to like the I think it was the homecoming game or so. We, Mike and I were playing in the band, and we got hit by like a guy driving a farmer driving a grain truck full of grain. Flip the car over and stuff. They had to do the life light and, and the whole big deal. But like you know, when you get into some sort of accident like that, you throw up. And uh-huh. so I I threw up this uh, original chicken sandwich, and I, I didn't go back to that chicken sandwich for a good ten to fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do it. Just this, it's a smell, you know. It just isn't. But I, I've gotten over it. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> Give me your original. Well, the- I was like eleven. We, we like boiled some hot dogs and then rolled them in butter and then rolled them in sugar. And like what? it sounds disgusting. Yeah, it sounds eleven year old. We thought it was ingenious. You say <laughs> butter like and sugar. What's that? You say butter and sugar. Yes, on a hot yes, dog. Very much so. Okay, okay. yeah, okay. And, and I did Any get bun? sick from that a few hours later. And it took. It was probably twenty years since I had had before I had a hot dog. I mean, oh, just, it was, I just, I was every time I see a hot dog, twenty years no, before I rolled no. another hot dog in sugar. And I, I have not done it in <laughs> sugar or butter, um, but I can eat a hot dog now. Was it on a bun or did you just have? No, like, we just ate them. We just thought it was great. Man, we were smart. Wait, now did anybody else have that problem, or is it you only had the negative reaction? I don't remember. This is a buddy of mine and I that did it. And I don't remember if he did or not. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Everybody try that. Okay. Dan says, give it a shot, and then call the complaint line, <laughs> and, then, and then let us know. I mean, after the effects have kicked in, I don't need to. No, not during. Yeah, not during. yeah. You no, just no, no. wait. Make sure to yeah. Give me a full report later on. Okay. I'm gonna read this because. Um, We've been talking about this recently. As a matter of fact, we were talking just before the show again. Someone posted an article that said, I went to church in the metaverse, and this is what I found. Ooh, oh. So the actual yeah. uh, someone who attended. Nice. Um, and so it says, after investing more than $300 to purchase the MetaQuest 2 VR headset, creating an avatar as close as possible to my likeness, and dressing in my best virtual clothes, I went to church with just a few clicks. I visited the virtual campuses of several churches between Saturday and Sunday. The process was so easy, it was like picking a movie to watch on Netflix. Hmm? I'm sharing my experience at three of these churches where I had some interaction or spent a meaningful amount of time. They are Life.Church, Lakeland Community Church, and Faith Church. Yeah. I accessed the VR campuses, all the churches through. Okay, I don't care. I had um, Of the three VR church campuses where I spent the most time, the Craig Groeschel-led Life Church VR campus, which I visited on Sunday, had the most people at any one time. When I entered the Life.Church VR campus, there were already a handful of people having conversations in the lobby. I quickly made my way to the auditorium and found close to 10 or so people are listening to the church's worship service streaming on cinema-like screens. I observed for a while before taking a few virtual photos and heading to my seat. Other avatars uh, moved in and out of the auditorium. Groeschel would soon introduce guest pastor Herbert Cooper of the People's Church who delivered a pre-recorded message on When You Feel Abandoned by God. A woman with a blonde avatar sat in the row behind me. She would say amen from time to time as Cooper preached. Like I assume like you can hear people. Like yeah, they're just yeah, talking yeah. normal. Okay. Yep. I sometimes lifted my own virtual hands in approval or when the pastor asked the church to pray. When the service was over, the VR campus pastor Stephen Roberts introduced himself to the group, then he spoke with some people individually. We chatted briefly and he invited me to return the following week. Before I left the campus, I walked around the building a little and found that there were many rooms and spaces set up for perhaps an expansion of virtual activity at the church. 
So, so they show the actual video, like the live, the real video. It's yeah. not an avatar doing the preaching. Right. Gotcha. I think they're just yeah, broad. That's what it yeah. sounds like, yeah. Which is probably the same experience you're getting in the other church campuses. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. They're just plugging it into a different space. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, as that's as, cheating. So there's there's one. Yeah. There's, there's a life.church. As soon as I entered the VR campus of Lakeland Community Church on Sunday, I was greeted by a staffer named Kim who told me where to go and what to look out for. That's Olstein, right? Or is that somebody else? Lake. What? Lake? He's like he's like Wood. This is Lakeland. Like okay, okay, yeah. Okay. Lakeland. Yeah. I, was, I was just trying to get context. Never mind. Yeah, it didn't say where it was. Uh, yeah, it didn't say. Um, there was a lot of information on the virtual walls of the building, and there was a nice waterfall that you could watch as you entered and exited the auditorium. Ooh. The waterfront campus, where Stuart McPherson serves as pastor, seemed thoughtfully created. That name's familiar. When I entered the auditorium, senior pastor Josh Amstutz's live service was streaming on the screen. At one point, I was the only one in the auditorium. You didn't need to be inside to hear Ems to speak due to the high volume setting on the live stream, so I spent more time exploring the VR waterfront than listening to the message. And then for the Missouri headquartered Faith Church, which I visited on Sunday evening, their VR campus wasn't as creative as the campuses of Life.Church or Lakeland Community Church. It appeared to be a generic alt-space VR auditorium with minor modifications. Pastor Obed Martinez preached a message about your condition not being your conclusion. A few people milled in and out of the virtual space until a sermon was over. I waited to see if anything would happen, but nothing spectacular did. Hmm. So that one was not a video. That was him actually speaking from as a va- avatar? Um, Am I reading that into it? Okay, let's see here. Preach the message. Uh, virtual space until... Yeah, uh, this one doesn't say, but it kind of, they didn't make the same distinction the other ones yeah, did. Yeah, I'm guessing it was like a, a, an avatar, because uh, that's what I'm looking at. Dude. I would feel stronger about that, I think. To see someone do it kind of live. Yeah, yeah. I want to be alive. I want to be able to interact. And like somebody has a question, you say, yeah, 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 I'll stop. What do you, what do you got? You yeah, know? yeah. Nathaniel, what are your thoughts? It seems weird that they would not, like if that was the case, that he would not mention that. And then also that it seemed like it was unspectacular to him when the other two were a broadcast. Yeah. Like if if no one like, he didn't bring up, in the other two, he brought up that people talked to him, you know, had a little chit chat. If there was like a dude there actually preaching it as the avatar, it, you would think after the, his message was done, he'd, he'd mojo it around instead of just hopping off the old VR and right. sent it to the side AFK style. Yeah, that does feel a lot better. Like, otherwise, you are just turning a screen on and off, and then you're kind of left in this auditorium. Yeah. Whereas, like, even people who are doing that kind of thing um, at, at campuses where you're streaming the video, someone's there. There's a campus pastor generally there to talk yeah. to you and whatever. So, like, that life.church thing seems be- better done, at least. Hmm. I don't know if I'm going to watch the video, though. I just get online and watch the video. Yeah, right. You could I just, mean, I you just to, do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's only so much time you want to do the. The, the headsets, you know, you want to adjust your eyes every so often. And that's yeah. What they say, I mean, you'll dry them out. You don't blink as much. And, you know. Oh, really? That's what I've heard. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. That's what I've heard. That's what I've read. I haven't experienced it, but I've heard I'm a different now. Now I'm, now I'm on some uh, quest, you know, groups and, and people like, hey, I'm having right. this problem. And people are like, well, you got to blink. <laughs> you don't blink. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> you got to blink, brother. <laughs> so, yeah. This is the problem I'm having. I don't know what happened to me. My eyes are dry. Um, in his, let's see here, in his presentation at the recently held Metaverse Church Summit, oh, there was a church summit, um, some dude noted that most of the people he has ministered to in the Metaverse are particularly young adult males. That's not surprising, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, while the majority of the small audience I observed in the churches were male, it didn't seem to me like the audience referenced in his presentation would be interested in experiencing traditional church engagement in VR because there are many questions about God in our increasingly pluralistic culture could still be left unanswered. 
That's true. If people, um, if you have the ability to kind of go in and out of one of these places, like it's the same reason people don't get bound by cable TV. Uh-huh. Like if it's a prescribed servant, which you can't really interact or you don't have any yeah. hope to do that, then like giving someone a full license to take up 50 minutes of your time uninterrupted and unengaging, you're right, Dan. You would just do it. You yeah. just go watch it online or something. Yeah, yeah, Because I like, I like the idea. I, I think, I'm, I mean, that's how I see Jesus doing ministry. Like he's he, a crowd comes and some people go and some people come and the pharisees walk up and he opens to make a jab at the pharisees and then they're walking along with look at the flowers you know i'd I'd love to be able to like have that kind of conversation when someone comes up hey hey bart the mole cop uh why did you choose that avatar you know and you and and you go into you know you you can uh have more conversation yeah uh give and take and they can ask questions like wait 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 like that sounds stupid that sounds ridiculous well i'm glad you said that uh it does sound ridiculous yeah (laughs) well and this is like that that's the the internet's full of this stuff already yeah um this is totally if you're going to have a forum it better be one where people can actually engage in those types of questions yeah 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 definitely okay and 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 you'd have to like guard yourself not to become a a a fighter you you know right you know and like social media you just but to engage the kind of, that's an honest conversation can we or question can we have an honest conversation yeah, yeah right can, can we actually have some give a take here I, I would engage, i would like that that sounds kind of fun yeah that does seem uh, kind of fun and like you i, I suppose this feels like uh maybe it's i don't know if it, my impression is it feels like it's a better place to do that than say facebook uh-huh. facebook is total like asynchronous like you just put yeah. and then someone reacts and then almost immediately you're defensive but like right when you're when you've agreed to be in a conversation where you're facing at least a representation of someone, you, you don't tend to act that way yeah. as much. Yeah. And maybe it's, it's, it's taken me 20 years to get here, but, but I don't care if I win. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm just having the conversation and if uh, you go away and you feel like you won, I, I hope at least I brought you forward a little bit in my understand, at least your understanding of scripture. You still got to choose if you're going to follow him or not. I can't, I'm not going to convince you. I'm not going right. to argue into that, you, you know, but I can tell you why I do. Right. And, and then you can go with, you know, do what you want with that, uh, but it's not on me. I did my job. Uh, yeah, and, right, right, and, right. right. Not, it seems like it would be more, um, I would say, authentic, easier, whatever in 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 that setting. Because because yeah, there's li- literally nothing they can do. They're not going to punch you. They're not going to pull out a gun and shoot you. I mean, they might they they just be like they'll leave or they'll say bad words or something. Like okay, we, yeah. we'll mute you. I mean, you know, <laughs> right. I mean, my eyes are drying. I'm going to pull this up for a minute. <laughs> what uh, Nathaniel? Now, um, have you? Have you had the experience? Have you gotten into like a um, a tiff online over an apologetics issue with somebody? No, that's not happened to you. No, You're not likely to I, engage in that way. Yeah, I I knew a couple of fellas who uh, would like get into it, like on uh, what are they called blogs and stuff like that. Like, yeah, get into uh, apologetics discussions, and it just seemed like a giant waste of time when or to me at least yeah. that like everybody's walking away. Uh, with the same beliefs that they held beforehand. Yeah. Uh, and they're all trying to get the last word. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it, it, it seemed like a big waste to me. Yeah. Of like a- effort. Now, do you feel like this is something that you could, you would try? This, uh, these VR type of conversations? Or is that, that outside your league as well? I don't know. Maybe. The VR kind of made me dizzy. So I don't know how long I could actually like this <laughs> be in there. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, she had a, a few other observations that I think were kind of interesting. Um, is this person a Christian? What's that? Yes. Okay. So yes. they're coming from uh, a faith. Yes. Background. Okay. 
That's right. That's right. Um, she said a day before attending the VR church services, she found herself in a general faith forum in the metaverse where people from many faiths had open discussion. I stumbled upon a large group listening to a debate between a Christian man and a Muslim woman who used to be a Christian. I soon discovered – well, that's an interesting move. I soon discovered there were many former Christians in the room, including those who had converted to other faiths or no belief in God at all. Soon I was getting all kinds of questions from different people asking me why I believed in Jesus after I declared my faith. I shared that I believed because I had a personal encounter with God that lines up with the Bible. I also explained that I have proven from my life lived experience that the spiritual principles contained in the Bible are true. Two men who identified themselves to be in their mid to late 20s told me that they have been trying to hear from God for a long time, but all they have heard back is silence. A Muslim man offered to use logic to prove to them that God exists. I listened and waited as he struggled and ultimately failed to convince them. I told them I wouldn't try to use logic to prove that God exists because God is beyond human logic. I told them all I could do is be witness to how God has moved in my life and trust that they will seek after him and find answers themselves. They listened but said they were frustrated that God never answers them. I urged them to keep seeking and praying and to be patient. I told them about the Holy Spirit. We talked about Nicodemus. Uh, okay, despite all the testimony, one of the two young men said he still had not been convinced that God exists. I told him it was okay, then asked him if I could pray with him. He said yes, and I prayed for about two minutes. Uh, I like it that he comes coming back to this question. I think it's appropriate. He asked me again why God doesn't speak to him the way he speaks to me. I asked him how does he know that God hasn't been trying to talk to him through our conversation. He said he wanted a personal visitation from God. Ah, there it is. There's an error. Now, they wouldn't say it this way, but there's an arrogance in there. I want God to. Yeah. Um, even though I think God very well could do this, um, I think your positioning is, is, uh, puts God in a measure of servitude. That's probably false. Yeah. Um, in the end, both non-believers sent me friend requests. I accepted fully realizing that it had been a very long time since I was asked so many questions about what I believed and why. And even though the young men said they weren't yet convinced that God exists, I know that God made a connection with them through our conversation because they opened the door to keep listening. I feel like if I was going to do that, I would have to like brush up on an apologetics book. You think you're not ready? <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 and I've read several, and I just feel like I would need to, I need to do a little dust off. Yeah, well, I think I think if you go in there with prayer and and, and invite the Holy Spirit to to guide you, you you have the knowledge. He can he can access that for you. I mean, he can he can unlock those memories and and give you words. Uh, I would hope, like uh, like this person, a Christian, I would think you would be unsatisfied if that was like your church. I think you'd have to approach it more as a mission. You need to have a group of people who said we're missionaries in the VR world mm-hmm. because it, it it is lacking. I mean, you know, the, it's lacking the physical world. Obviously, the fellowship, the, the koinonia, the whole the whole living in community thing. It, 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 you can only do so much in VR. Yep. that you can't do in real life. So I would hope you would find that unsatisfying. Yeah, as someone who's mature in the faith. Yep. Um, so that's how I was trying to ga- gauge where, where where this person's from coming from. And, yeah. Uh, so that's like an experience. So. Yeah, it's, it's it's super interesting, and I I think I think maybe one of the things to take away is that when separated from, um, maybe some of the boundaries that society people feel they have to adhere to is like what is appropriate to say, what questions are appropriate to have, like if. Anonymity can bring out the worst in people, but can also bring out their curiosity. Where there isn't a load for going, yeah, but tell me why you believe in God. But because you're genuinely curious, because in the back of your mind that like these folks are actually open to something that you know maybe it's weird to think that the peer pressure on is 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 not towards Je- it's away from Jesus, right? Yeah, and so. You know, there is a the freedom that that causes people to to act poorly can also open them up to be willing to hear things that they otherwise wouldn't entertain for lack of the 
for fear of the consequences. So it's interesting. Have any anybody heard of the artist MIA? MIA. I feel like Boova would know. I just I talked know, with him today, and Did I didn't ask him. Oh, you should have. You should have brought a break it up. off from Mama, Mama Mia. You no. know what doesn't say? Oh, I it acts it like it's a uh, <laughs> like it's a uh, uh, acronym. M dot I dot A. Oh. But it's a missed opportunity to not have said Mama. Yeah, I, 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 I thought I, I jumped at that. I mean, I, I couldn't really say Abba, but I could say. Uh. Um, I, I say this because uh, popular mainstream artist M.I.A. says she became a born-again Christian after having a vision of Jesus Christ. And it's something she's proud of, even if it may cost her career. Uh, in a conversation with Zane Lowe on Apple Music, she revealed that a vision of Jesus Christ in 2017 turned her world upside down. The vision of Jesus convinced the paper plane singer to become a Christian despite years of pushing back against tradition. Since then, my head has been in a totally different place. Being a Tamil and being a Hindu, I was very comfortable that I'd arrived finding myself, which is, I think, going to be weird for America to process. But I had a vision, and I saw the vision of Jesus Christ. It was very creatively a crazy thing because it turned my world upside down, because everything I thought and believed was no longer the case. And I think that was maybe a sign that something major was going to happen in the world and that people were needing to be introduced to this concept. Um, she revealed on the Apple podcast that before her vision, she found the concept of Christianity to be basic. Lowe then interjected, asking her if she is a born-again Christian now, and she responded, yes, yes, I am. Um, let's see here. It's just like a rapper? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I am missing an actual yeah. thing. I was reading the lyrics to, to the song that they mentioned. Is I it? assume it's their, uh, uh... Pre, Pre-Jesus effort? Well... I don't know. <laughs> I was just trying to see if I, I knew the song, and I do not. So oh, okay. still, still no. Okay. She says, uh, but I think the message was just to get to a peaceful place, watch the space. The history is, even if it costs me my career, I won't lie. I will tell the truth, and I will tell you what's on my mind and my heart. If I'm coming back now saying Jesus is real, there's a point. Basically, all of my fans might turn against me because they are all progressives who hate people that believe in Jesus Christ in this country. <laughs> and that's the end of the article. <laughs> wow. Well, then. Okay. Well, anyway, I found that interesting. Okay, I tell you what, let's do this. Let's do this, Nathaniel. How do we? How do we try this? Uh, how do we try this locust? I figure we give it a dunk in the honey and and take a chomp out of her. They're individual locusts. Yes. You take it out of the thing. You dip it in, and then you. Oh, it's an actual locust. It's not like ground locust. No, <laughs> no, Dan. It's oh, you're gonna, dude, you're gonna, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Dan, it smells like a vitamin. It's it can't be that bad. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll be okay over here alone. Let me let me smell it. <laughs> me, well, well, you I, didn't smell it. It looks locked up. Yeah, but like I figured some of the scent got oh, through. A it's, locust that was killed in Israel and sent here. It looks to be dried. It's been dried out. Dehydrated. Yeah, it locust. smells like a like a vitamin. Yeah, I took my vitamins oh, yeah. already. Yeah, the Spanish black radish is what it smells like. That's, <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Or, or um, um, maybe a little bit like fish food. Take another whiff of it. Oh. Yeah, it does have kind of like a turtle turtle food, fish food. <laughs> oh, look, I, I, I hear my mom calling. <laughs> Come on, Dan. My yeah. my five year old and four year old uh, both asked for me to save them some. Uh, they thought we were going to gobble them up tonight. <laughs> Don't you boys eat them all? <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this thing. You just got to not think about it, Dan. I I I, I have zero interest in this. <laughs> Dan, is, Dan is not going to do it. He says I'm I'm abstaining. Okay, I'm fasting locusts. What? Uh, oh, but they're kind of. Um, 
Oh man, they're real light. That looks disgusting. Oh man, John John the Baptist is a real party animal. You, you're just basically dipping a cock. You went like with ten dips. Is that honey from uh, Israel as well? It is. So it's kind of biblical. Yes. Solomon could have eaten that. It's very honey. Yeah. This this. Look at there's a there's a Jesus with his arms wide open on this thing, Dan. Oh, <laughs> oh you can see the eyeballs and everything. Oh, I got a hefty dunk. Did you just go all the way in? I'm just gonna eat the whole thing. I feel like you just gotta you gotta go. Oh, you gotta go all the way. I feel like you, wait, you gotta wait, get wait. some sticky fingers. Was that a wait? Am I supposed to be waiting? I, I got I got get a picture of this. Okay. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Oh, there's nothing to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like eating a... It's like eating a breeze. Yeah, eating a little potato chip. A, pe- a piece of skin. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it sound more yucky. Okay, you're right. That's the wrong... That's the wrong vision. <laughs> like, like like a pig cheek. <laughs> the, the, the internet said they had a mild, uh, neutral flavor, which I would agree with, uh, but I also doused it in honey. Like, it was completely covered, so... I'm going to tell you this, though. You have to keep chewing. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't disintegrate very easy. Which, it, it doesn't go down easy. Which means that the the honey is worn off, and now you're just kind of raw gnawing on leftover locust. Oh man! Glad I had that water. Oh. I'm really sorry I missed out on that. Oh. No, I'm not. Yeah. Okay. I don't regret it. <laughs> I think that's all right. Yep. Emma, do you want to try one? Okay. Emma's gonna do it. Oh, this is this is just not right. Okay. All right, Emma. Here, t- get, hold on. Tap that microphone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's live, so you can tell us. Uh, you can tell us what you think. Honest review. Okay. There's a dip. There's a, Emma's dipping in the honey. She ate it. Ate one. Emma took a, a way lighter dip of honey than Ben and I did. Yeah, we expected trouble. We went with a full. I wouldn't say I'm going to eat more of that. <laughs> oh, you're not going to take another cut of it. Do you feel like you just didn't get enough? Get enough honey, or uh, or do you? Like bug. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's to be expected. That, that is a great review right there. Okay, all right. Well, thanks, Emma. <laughs> I will be having popcorn later tonight, and I'll be happy. <laughs> it is kind of popcornish. Then it's the same. It's roughly the same. You could take a few and mix it in and make like a make like a trail mix, literal with with the trail in it. Okay. All right. Last chance, Dan. No, I'm fine. No, Dan, okay. I'm t- I got to edit the pictures. Uh, I got a lot to do. I'm busy. <laughs> Planning my VR universe. <laughs> That's right. I can't have it going around. Hey, gotta wash my hair. Speaking of embarrassment <laughs> that you don't want digitally, Uh-oh. I got this is the second time this has happened. I got a request today from someone who had been on the show in the past and goes, "Hey, can you remove my name from association with this episode?" <laughs> I said, "Sure." <laughs> I'm in the real world now. <laughs> I didn't take the episode down, but I had their name kind of tagged to it, and I said, "Well, I mean, okay." <laughs> I think I can probably do that. Wow, wait. There was a like dude a, uh, who had the FBI who, or something. He, uh, what? No, no. I think uh, here's my guess: as I, it was a lady, and I think she was she's starting into like her professional career, and uh, you know they t- they oftentimes will tell you to go Google your name, and um, if you Google this person, we're like the third or fourth result, and uh, I think she just didn't want anybody going down and listen to a show that was nine years old. And uh, and checking it out as a reference. I mean, I could totally see that. If you're trying to get a job, I don't know if I'd say, hey, check out my appearance on Life from the Path. I mean, I don't think we did anything. 
unusual that day because I don't remember specifically, but I remember with, with we were pretty calm with her. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I mean it was like prayer and stuff. And yeah, I did. Yeah, I don't think it was odd or anything. Um, yeah. Anyway, I thought, well, you know, I don't know what I care as long as it's relatively easy to do, and it was. I just uh, I just fixed it. But that is. Uh, did you take? Did you just tackle another one? It's, I still got some in my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> do you want yeah. some floss? Jump, jumped out at me. I think I got a wing in my incisors. Oh man, I'm still it's still in there. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's do this. Let's do some. Uh, let's do some advice, and then we'll uh, we'll call this a day here. Dear, let's see. Mike usually does this. Oh, nice. Dear, live from the path. When my boyfriend found out I have the money to do it, he asked me to pay off his car. Oh, that's bold. Here, this is why Mike does this. I can't help but comment on the way through. <laughs> let me let me try it again. Straight laced. Dear, live from the path. <laughs> Dear, dear, live from the path. Is that how does he do it? Is that close? That's, just, that's, that's, that's I mean, closer. you sound yeah. just like him. Yeah, he has a way. He has a way. He does have a specific way going about it. He's he's a professional. Okay, live from the path. Well, that's what it is. <laughs> that's go. what it is. Live the path. Live from the path. <laughs> when my boyfriend found out I have no money to have the money to do it, he asked me to pay off his car. Now, because I said no, he won't answer the phone or talk to me. Yeah, I've All helped right. him in the past, but he continues to ask me for money. I think he's using me. He tries to make me feel guilty by accusing me of not caring about him because if I did, I would pay off his car. Holy I'm cow. 58 years old. Oh, I was thinking she's like 21. <laughs> <laughs> and the money I have is for me to live comfortably, not to spend on him. I told him as much, and he still insists I should help him with his bills. We live separately, and I suspect he's really just interested in the money, but I'm afraid of being lonely. What should I do? Drop him like a hot... Hot potato. Yeah, Move on. There. There's other there's other fellows out there. Join my VR church. Yeah. We'll have lots of community together. There will be lots of younger fellows there. <laughs> Go play the bingo. We'll take offering. Yeah. This is Did you uh, pay for my VR church? Yeah. Okay, let's let's put it <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, bad. let's try it this way. Uh you know sorry. I think we can think of roughly ten to fifteen million other options that you could have in life. Uh, yeah. Of which might be a good good uh, selection after this man. All of which rolls up to the final point being: you need to just get out of this directly. Definitely, this man does not love you. No, he does not care about you. Uh, yes, he is indeed using you, and it is not the only option to either be lonely or be with this freeloader. There are plenty of other options that aren't that are not being lonely. That yeah, that's a false dichotomy, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. What were you going to say, Nathaniel? Oh, sorry. Well, Ben or uh, Dan said about uh, funding the the VR church, and I, it occurred to me that they talked about having auditoriums and all these VR things, and it seems like a real money saver not to have to build an actual uh, auditorium. There's yep. no HVAC. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's lots of yeah, there's lots of saved money there. That just occurred to me. Okay, so Dan does not need to shake this woman down. For yeah, money. <laughs> <laughs> the interest in the VR is cheap. She pay off my truck. <laughs> uh, okay, so flat out, yes, you get away. You yeah. need to be done with this. Go away from here. No hesitation. Okay. Uh, Secular says there are worse things than being lonely for a while. Chief among them is knowing you are being used by someone who cares nothing about you beyond what he can extract from you. What you should do is kick him to the curb and not look back. There are yeah. better days ahead for you if you do. He doesn't deserve your, yeah. He doesn't deserve her time. I mean, if he's not even returning calls now because she said he wouldn't, she wouldn't pay off his vehicle, that that's he, he's a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a selfish, uh, freeloading child. None of these qualities are good for you. You just cut it off right now. Yep, and say I'm better off. Yep, 
Uh, matter of fact, I'll, I'll be a friend for half that price. Yeah, Dan's in. Yeah, if she wants sh- to pay for a friend, <laughs> you should pay off my gumball machine. <laughs> <laughs> Comes at a much cheaper rate. Dear line from the path. My husband and I are having a hard time navigating a recurring situation in our marriage. My husband is friendly with three brothers. They hang out often and sometimes drink. Their sister sometimes hangs out with them, too. I'm uncomfortable with my husband getting drunk when she's around. He continues to do it, though, in spite of my concerns. Last night, he was at his friend's house from 11 p.m. until 6 a.m. She was there for part of the drinking and partying. I really have a hard time with this. What should we do? Wait, it's his sister? No, he's a friend to three brothers and their sister. Oh, I was thinking his three brothers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I'd like some additional details here, I guess. Like, um, she says, I'm uncomfortable with my husband getting drunk when she's around. Why? I mean, that's fair. You make poor choices. Yes, I, I, mean, agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, but, like, wouldn't... Isn't there something about just your husband going out and getting drunk from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. without you around or being like... Whether there's a woman there or not. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't he have stuff to do the next day? <laughs> yeah. What is this? What does this fella do? Why that? Like, I, I mean, there's no way. There's no way that would be acceptable. I don't know how you guys' married lives are going. But like, <laughs> hey, I'm going to be gone from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. I'm going to be drunk. Whether there's yeah. ladies there or not are kind of irrelevant. What do you think, babe? <laughs> I can feel like it's, it's just not going to fly, as it should not. Yeah. Course, I, I'm sure he doesn't plan on it, though. I mean, I think he just gets carried away, and the time flies by, <clears throat> and all of a sudden it's 6 a.m. Yeah, and then, it just, then it just happens. And I, and I only say that because um, this possibility that recently, as I've been playing around with my virtual reality headset, <laughs> I thought my wife went to bed, and I said, I'll be to bed soon. I'm just going to kill a few zombies. And then I heard her alarm go off. I'm like, I played this literally all night. You were long. up all night? The entire It was my night off. I mean, it was my, the next day was my day off, so I, I didn't care. I was like, whatever. I was going to lay around anyway. But, like, I could not have told you. There was no way I could have told you that was hours. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is, so maybe he goes, gets a little, has a little fun, got his buddies. Yep. And one of their sisters? No. So just some girl. Yeah, one of their sisters. She's, she's attached? She's a sister to one of the three dudes. Or to the three dudes. So they're all family. It's a family. He's just hanging out with some other... At their family, yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, I don't do it. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it feels yeah. like he should stop doing it. I'd be kind of interested, though, is why you don't go. Um, <laughs> she has to work. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'm bring responsible. Because, I mean, then you could drive him home. You could leave whenever you wanted. You would know he nothing's going on. Yeah. How does this? How often does this happen? Is it like? Did it happen once, or is it like every week? Um, she says they hang out often and sometimes drink. Some, and sometimes all sometimes. night, <laughs> or just yeah. Um, or is she just clinging on to that one last time? night. You're right. This may yeah. It's unclear whether this is an exception or not. Because like I haven't even touched a, a zombie for for days. It's not like I have a zombie problem, but that one day I did. So, so maybe <laughs> right. they just. He's not a drinker, but he just one night went all night. Yeah. Uh, not that that's okay, but I mean. It's, some, yeah. Is it a habit or not? That's what I want to know. Yeah. It, I mean, it sounds like the hanging out is a habit. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The drinking is a ha- less than habit, and then the out all night may or may not be a habit. May or may not happen. What did they say? Nothing good happens after midnight or something like that? Yeah. She, he's with a strange woman that's not his wife, even and with other dudes. Ah, he needs to not. He needs to stop. That's yeah. official. Yeah. I mean, I might suggest that, I mean, depends on what kind of brothers these are, but like, I, you know, you might be safe simply because the brothers would not permit anything funky to happen. Uh, depends if you trust the brothers or not. 
Either way, there's no reason to put yourself in this situation. Like, I, you can probably find some sort of, like, real perverse way to navigate this to not be upset about it. But, like, as a whole, I don't know why this is worth it. Yeah, if my wife was doing it and it was all the opposite, I'd be like, uh, uh, no. Yeah, no, I don't appreciate no, I don't that. I think that's good. That's, yeah. That's a bad idea. Yeah. It's just not good. It's not It's not ever a good idea to lose your faculties yeah. uh, in the presence of, uh, of a temptation. Uh, people just, that you're obviously enjoying time with, you wouldn't be doing all, that yeah. often. Yeah, that's right. So so there's some enjoyment, yeah. a bonding of relationship, uh, uh, yeah. and defenses are down. Yeah. Nope. nope. I don't think I don't think this this doesn't imply anything nefarious about the the, the lady or the brothers or anything. Right. It's just unnecessary. There's just no. It's not necessary. And obviously, the wife's uncomfortable with it, and that right. should be enough. We all know who, how humans work. Yes, yes, that's right. Nathaniel, yeah, I'm, I think I think I'm in agreement with you that it seems weird that he uh, like that this happens at all. That he's going out and and spend the night out, uh, especially if she doesn't appreciate it in the first place. Like, I mean. Every Monday night, I say, "Hey, you care if I go hang out with the fellas yeah. to come here?" It just—it seems Sally. weird that that he uh, is just like, "Hey, uh, it's Tuesday. You know how I drink with the boys." Yeah, right. <laughs> and then is out all night. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So generally, she says, "What should we do?" Uh, the first suggestion and the cleanest one is to say, "Look, you should really stop going." Uh, if you're going to go hang out with those folks, then you should uh, – I, I would recommend actually that you go with them. Yeah, do and, as a couple. Yeah. yeah, stay for just a little – you don't have to stay so long. Uh, it'll make – it'll control the night so that you – he's not out as late and he probably doesn't drink as much because his wife's around. And um, that seems like the best option. I suppose, you know, if you want to hang out when the lady's not there and, and that's fine. If you're – no one's drinking, then like I, that's probably better. I, I don't – still feels like it shouldn't be happening all the time without your wife around. But then, uh, but but I think this particular situation is is a is a hard no. Okay, now, uh, just devil's advocate, as yeah. I'm sitting here thinking to myself as a hypocrite, uh, my my wife uh, has seen me for over ten years on Monday nights go off and hang out with some guys at a brother's, uh, and sometimes I eat locusts. <laughs> sometimes they're up to all hours of that's the night. True. Yeah, yeah, that's happened. true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's never been alcohol that I'm aware of. Yeah. Um. Uh, there. I mean, are, are the uh, are the locusts? Um, they weren't made with the alcohol, right? I didn't read the label. They got, they got wild honey. They've been fermented. The yeah, fermented, fermented with the honey. locusts. Okay, okay, yeah, that's true, Dan. And I sometimes think, there's mixed company. You're, yeah, that's true. You're you're ticking some of the boxes. I mean, of course, we're talking Jesus, and, and they're drinking, so you know it's different. Um, yes, maybe. I but, think that's just that's why I said it kind of depends whether you trust the brothers. Yeah. Um, like it depends what the situation is that you're going into. There's plenty of places where, like, I know. I would know the sister, or if my wife was over there, and I would know the brother. And I, I mean, I don't have any particular concerns about it. But no one's drinking. No one's no one's faculties are impaired. Right. right. Uh, yeah. That's really where like people don't intend to cause problems, but end up causing problems. And like, you should not put your place in the position to have to regret it. Because here's the thing: when something something like where that that were to happen, the person who has been drinking, like they were impaired, and I I think they're still responsible. But like, it's not. It's not the same thing as them walking willingly, willingly into it, but like they're going to have to live forever with the notion that they hurt you by their stupid and foolish behavior. Yeah, and so like you know, it's it's just it's just not something you can take back. Even if you there's some level of hey, we've been drinking that might explain why you would do something you would never do. 
But like the damage has been done, the the wrong is out into the world, and you can't pull it back, and that's just very difficult to move on from, regardless of the explanation. And so mm-hmm. I just I just it's not worth it. Yeah, true. Okay. Secular says, although coming home at 6 a.m. is awfully late, it may have happened because he was too drunk to drive home earlier. I have trouble believing anything untoward would happen with the sister in the presence of her three brothers. Has your husband done anything to cause your insecurity? If not, you need to work on your jealousy and trust issues. If, however, he has, then you need to work together to get the root of what is going wrong in your marriage. Hmm. She's a lot looser. Says we're overreacting. Being a bunch of prudish boys. I just say it's. Not, I just don't think it's worth the risk. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, I mean, even if your wife just doesn't like like it, it it seems kind of weird that, that, good that like you're gonna yeah. be out drinking till six a.m. Like it seems yeah. like a big thing that that you would be like, yeah, I'm gonna do that anyways. Like right. even if it if it is like, hey, I feel like uh, there's a trust issue going on. Yeah. Then you know maybe talk that through. Yeah, instead but- of saying, hey, you need to work on you. And I'm going to go out with the boys. Right, right, right. That's the root problem in your marriage is that your wife said, hey, I don't like this. And you said, I'll do what I want. Yeah. And like on something that is that it is not outlandish. Again, like if it's just the fellas, I think you're okay. If there's no drinking, I don't care who the company is. And if you're not staying out late all the time, then maybe she's overreacting. But like the combination of those things and the drinking and the late night, like uh, and and you ignoring what your wife cares about. Yeah, I think that's fun. You have a fundamental problem, and I think it's not. I don't think she should just pass it off as saying, uh, "Yeah, you need to work on your trust." Even if he hadn't done anything, you don't want to see him put himself at risk. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I was saying even even uh, like us. The example I said, like if any one of our wives at any point in the last ten years said, "Man, I, I'm really don't I'm not comfortable with this," yeah. we would have changed what we did. We've yeah done something different. Time, something we've done something. That's you, right. You moved know. it. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember my wife once saying, hey, those foosboys make fun of your shirts. You probably shouldn't hang out with them. Um, <laughs> but then she decided she didn't care. Now she just doesn't listen. Oh, so. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. That's more hurtful for me. Oh, oh. But, that was enough. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand to have my dad talked about in this way. Uh, I out. love you. I want to protect you. <laughs> uh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Last one. Dear Life in the Path. My son's fiance has just informed me that I need to send her my guest list for the wedding. And she will let me know to whom she will send invitations. When I asked if she meant that there was a limited number of guests, she said no. But she didn't want people there who didn't mean anything to her. She's from the East Coast, and my son met her in college in another state, so she doesn't know many of our family members or friends. How do I respond to this? Mm. I mean, if there's no limit, you just say, guess what? These are important to our side of the family. Yeah, boy. Like, uh... You, you think, get more gifts. You, you think she's trying to? You think her dad has to pay, and she's trying to cut down on the cost? I yeah. feel like that would go under. Is there a limit? Oh, right. It'd be, yeah. it'd be easily handled by saying, "Hey, there's a limit." Yeah, yeah. we get two hundred people. And that's it. Yeah, like that didn't, that didn't appear to be the issue. You're right. She's she's chosen the most offensive possible route. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if I like these people. Yeah. They're not welcome. <laughs> well, that's his grandmother, Uncle Herb. I don't know him. <laughs> He's creepy. That's right. He don't know me. I don't know him. Yeah. How do you respond to this? Okay. Uh, this is a son. Uh, this is son's problem. True. This is not. Listen, yeah, he's got a. Yeah. Yeah. Quit being a ninny, fella. Don't leave it between your wife and your mom uh, to have to hash this out. Go to bat for Herb 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. whatever friends of the family are, look, blood I, always argues blood. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's right. You you have to go. You have to go take care of this. Yeah, and you should. At, like at the very best, you could coach your wife to say, "Look, just say there's a limit," and start, and then go from there. But like, secondly, you should just let mom invite whoever she wants, unless she's going nuts. She's she, it's, she's like, yes, your wedding is about you. It's also about everybody else. Like it's about your family who wants to celebrate you. Like yeah. it, it's something that means something to them. Is she just afraid maybe his side's going to be bigger and she'll look bad? I mean, I don't know. I, that seems real. Like what the justification she said was that who didn't mean anything to her. Yeah, it's like, I mean, well, our, our, wed- your spouse? Yeah. our wedding's full of that crap. People showing up, you're like, boy, I haven't seen you forever. Yeah, like you could have been in a car accident and I would have wept, but not two days in a row. Like I, oh <laughs> what? <laughs> not two, not two days in a row. Yeah. Um, I mean, just said, like Dan said, it's uh, you know more gifts. <laughs> what do you care if Uncle Herb gives you a toaster? <laughs> I'm so mad at this lady. <laughs> yeah, it seems un- like there, I, so. Let me ask this question: Are there justifiable reasons outside of limit, hard limit on number of guests, where it would have been it would be acceptable to say, no, I need to control that. I, if your family's a drunkard, if your family like if they feel like real troublemakers, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're always and, argue at every wedding or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah but totally. she wouldn't know that. She her one reason is that it, it uh that she doesn't know him, and of course she's not going to know him uh, like a second uncle. Yeah, this is the time to get to know them. Yeah, uh-huh. or not. I mean, she's going to be busy with other things. You know, it's good. It should be dancing, whatever, cutting a rug. But like, I feel like the more people at a wedding, the more fun it is. Yeah, you know, you got more likelihood that Uncle Herb's gonna get out on the dance floor and and start cutting it up, and then other people will be like, "Oh, look at Uncle Herb! I'm gonna get out there too." Yeah, and you know, then then the party started. Yeah, Herb starts the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is really you cut sh- him out. This is short sighted. This is real short sighted. Okay, how old is this girl? Uh, it doesn't. It does not say. I mean, it could be a warning sign too for the groom to go like, "Hey, is this? I mean, if this is how your life's going to be, I mean, yeah, is she cutting off your family? Is she cutting off anything that's important to you? You, you, you better have that conversation. Like, yeah, maybe it's just a wedding thing. Wedding people get weird for weddings, but, yeah. but you better figure out if this is bigger than that too. Agreed. Either way, this is the thing. The, the son needs to deal with this. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Sekular says it appears your son's fiance has forgotten that after marriage there are two sides to the family. Respond by bringing your son into the conversation. He's in the perfect position to explain to his bride-to-be who the people on the guest list are, so she'll have some insight about whom to invite. Include those details on the proposed guest list you send to them. That information will be important to her during the wedding celebrations and also, fingers crossed, during their long, happy life together. Okay. You starting to get a a belly rumble from that locust? No, I'm feeling no, all right. Feeling good? Okay. Don't you vomit over there. <laughs> That's not as good. It's not acceptable. I was just feeling maybe a little belly rumble. It's hot know. in here already. Okay. I'm feeling fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Hey, someone, Dan, you're the botulism medic. It <laughs> looks like I'll be driving everyone home. <laughs> <laughs> you're just going to drop a knock on the door. Look, uh, he's been he's been eating locusts. I tried to talk him out of it. <laughs> they wanted to stay till six. <laughs> I said No. <laughs> Don't let your kids have any. Okay. Anyway, hey, thanks for hanging out with us on Live from the Path. We uh, we appreciate it. If you got any thoughts for us, uh, comments on the show, give us a call or a text on the Live from the Path. Bob Eisenhower complaint line. That's 515-517-0085. 515-517-0085. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, let us know how the show is going. What's the grossest thing you've ever eaten? I'd be willing to take that in. 
uh, and, and see how things are going for you in that category. But you got to, I mean, I need a little bit more detail, like, hey, I ate a dolphin. If you say that, I need you to give me, I need to know how you came across the dolphin. Was it alive when you ate it? Did the, did the authorities know? Things of this nature. So don't, don't just drop one. Like, give me enough detail so I can enjoy the story. That's a live, uh, live from the Path Complaint Line, 515-517-0085. All right, we are working through some technical things. Mike's going to be out of town, I think, for the next show as well, but we're going to see if we can't pull him in and uh, via the, the miracles of uh, the digital age. In, in the meantime, be faithful in the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Path.